Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We're here tonight to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but specifically, we'll be covering, after our news segment, the season finale. Hollywood ending. Yes, of Agent Carter called Hollywood Ending. Yes, season was, two, episode ten, right? That's correct. There were ten this time. That's right. It's a season finale. I was... I enjoyed this season finale. There were a few problems, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it had a had a couple of weak spots. Yeah. But overall, I think it was it was decent. Yeah, for sure. Decent, as one might say. Anyway, but let's let's get into let's dig into the news real quick. Let's talk about a different series from Marvel. Ooh. The one that's coming back in Next one week. week. One week. Woo! Next week. Agents of Shield as of today. As of the day of this recording, Thursday, March 3rd, has been renewed for a fourth season already. Woo! Before it even came back from the mid-season break. That's great. I find they always do that, though. They always, like, announce that it's been renewed right before either a new season or a new half season comes out. <laughs> no, nah, last year they announced it in May. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very often they'll do that, especially movies. They'll be like... It's announced for a sequel right before the movie comes out because they're right. like, "Go watch it. See, it's we we're, we believe in it so much." Yeah, I think uh, I think Suicide Squad's already been like confirmed for a sequel. <clears throat> oh yeah, and it doesn't come out until like, I would, August. I would not doubt it. That trailer looks insane. Mm. That new trailer looks insane. Mm. I'm excited about it. Anyway, so Agents of Shield renewed for uh, for a fourth season. So that's really going to uh, going to do a lot to kind of further cement marvel's foothold in in the tv industry because like this this season or this i'm assuming this upcoming fall we've got marvel's most wanted with um bobby morse and lance hunter yep we've got um damage control the the comedy series we've got you know another agents of shield series uh ridley scott is supposed to be working on a marvel series that's just been unannounced Wow. So that there's a lot going on. Absolutely. And that's not talking about the Netflix universe. Yeah, that's not even considering and the Defenders. Four, four, five, four or five, however you want to count them, shows coming out, um, which uh, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy sent us some uh, some more speculation about when things are going to be coming out. He, he sent us a very long – we really had to pare down our feedback this week because we had a lot, and we appreciate all of you guys. Uh, so if we had to cut something you said, we apologize. But um, he was pointing out that – Pretty much all the shows have begun filming approximately 10 months before Yeah, 10 to 12 months before. And uh, he went through and found, like, it was either, I think everyone was 10 or 11, actually. It was real close. Yeah. Uh, And so, based on the fact that Luke Cage began filming in September, uh, he's thinking that's going to be out in June Uh, this year, which would be really cool. And also, Iron Fist. Probably late June, yeah. Based on some other Nathaniel Muzzy magic, he, uh, he is speculating that Iron Fist... Uh, since the casting is being announced, um, he's predicting that the Iron Fist will air um, when Daredevil normally airs in the March and April slot next okay. year. If oh man, so do you, I hate to to go ahead and speculate on this, but with the hype train rolling for Daredevil, do you think that they're going to announce a season three before the Defenders comes out? I don't know. That's an interesting question. It's interesting because I don't know when they're when they're thinking about defenders. Originally, we thought it was all going to be one year. That's what the original uh, 
the original article led us to believe that it was going to be one all five series in one year. We were yeah. like, "That's crazy." There's no way. There's no way, and there there wasn't any way. Uh, they did two. <laughs> Well, and, they had to get the one and to now, get the hype train rolling. This year, there's at least two, maybe three. Yeah. Um, if Jessica Jones gets into another season, it'll be three. Yeah. Um, and Iron Fist is looking like probably next year. So I just don't know. Yeah, they could. Um, I'm thinking Defenders will be late next year. Yeah, if if the Defenders does the November time slot or the November year slot, I guess. Right. Then that would leave open if. The Luke Cage slot of January, of sorry, uh, June, July, is open. Like if that's a legit thing, then that could be open for another Luke Cage or definitely not an Iron Fist, not not that early, but another Luke Cage series or you know another Daredevil or something. Something could go there if that is the time slot for sure. So uh, we, we we'll see if they do three this year or just two. If they do two this year, if it's just going to be um, Daredevil. Daredevil and Luke Cage, mm-hmm. then I'm thinking next year is going to be Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Mm, that's and possible. Early um, twenty eighteen. God, early twenty eighteen would be the Defenders. Yeah, which at which point will be really close to Infinity War. Yeah, like the next month. So I wonder if that will play into the Defender series at all, if any of that will have anything to do with it. I don't know. I could. I could. Because, I mean, it's a very possible storyline for Thanos to defeat the Avengers as we know them in film and then have the like the B-team, the Defenders, be called in to save them. Yeah. And then have them show up in the same As well movie. as the Inhumans and Captain Marvel yeah. and all these other characters. Man, we, uh, we've we been talking about it for two years now on this podcast, but man, it's all building. It's all getting, it's all come become, it's, it's all coming true. There. It's all coming true. This fantasy is becoming reality. We started our podcast shortly before they announced that like the entire Phase 3 sl- a slate all at once and it was just... Uh, it blew our minds. <laughs> we've had, yeah, we had so much speculation about the about these for so long. It's great. So moving on, uh, as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back, we got word last week, uh, was it last week or week before? Anyway, we got word recently that Elizabeth Henstridge kind of let slip that Ward is going to be the character from the Secret Warrior series, comic series, The Hive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has actually been confirmed by showrunners Jed, uh, Jed Whedon and uh, Marissa Tankarowan. Yeah, uh, that was on the Nerdist podcast, actually. Oh, really? <clears throat> that they confirmed that. Yeah. Oh, wow! I missed that episode. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I listened to most of the Nerdist pod. Well, I listened to some of the Nerdist podcast. I used to listen to a lot of them. I I'm actually really. not sure if it was their podcast or if it was just their site because it said that Nerdist confirmed. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nerdist is a big thing. It but, is a big thing. Gotcha. There's a lot going on. So that's probably just an interview with them. Okay, cool. Anyway, so they've confirmed that. Um, so we have we, we definitely have Hive coming. We definitely have the Hive. Uh, obviously, they've taken a little bit of a different turn than uh, than the comics iteration of the Hive, where it's not like something that was created by Hydra to embody Hydra's ideals and like right. It's supposed to be like a conglomeration of of parasites into one entity that takes over a host, but I guess now it's like it's an inhuman that can latch on to other people and absorb their memories and yeah I've, increase I've, their strength and whatever else. I guess 
transfer between dead hosts. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you remember... So is the Inhuman that we're talking about, is it just that little slug? Is that the Inhuman? I don't know. It's very strange. It is a very odd concept, because, like, as far as we've seen it, anybody that gets changed through Terragenesis, anybody gets that gets changed as far as, like, their appearance, it has been still, like... Humanoid. Humanoid. They've been like Quill Lady, like right. um, Reyna was, or they've been really big and, and muscly and whatever the way that Lash is. Like, we've, we, I mean, we've got Lincoln, we've got uh, Daisy, we've got Joey, that are our three main guys that right. are in humans that we've seen that but haven't changed their form. Nothing to say that they couldn't have, you know. I mean, it's not some sort of different forms. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't seem to obey the laws of like preservation of matter, yeah. <laughs> because you've got like <laughs> you've got like the one lady who can split into multiple of herself. Yeah, and so there's nothing to say that someone couldn't get way smaller and become a parasite. But th- that is strange for sure. It is a very odd concept, but I, I don't know. It's supposed to be an ancient inhuman. So exactly. So it, it could, could just be an alien claiming to be an inhuman. Right. Yeah, we will find out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There's an article out on uh, comic book resources about how the cast and crew of Captain America Civil War talked about how their battle lines have been drawn. Because we've seen in a lot of uh, promo material that Scarlet, or, sorry, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson's character, Black Widow, mm-hmm. is on the side of Tony. Right. And in Winter Soldier, she was very much pro-Cap. Like, very much, sure. we have to bring down S.H.I.E.L.D. At least she's a close friend of Cap's. Yeah, so it's really odd to see her on the pro-registration side. It would be harder for me to see her going against Cap than it would to see Tony going against Cap, to be honest. Just because they did have that really strong personal connection right. in Winter Soldier. Right. Like, they were really good friends. Yeah. Tony and Cap... Almost every iteration we've seen them in have been like kind of at each other's throats one time or another. <laughs> yeah, so it's There's like always been a little very, bit of snippiness. Yeah, especially in uh, Age of Ultron when he ripped the log in half. Yeah, it's or a or really heated conversation. Or there. in uh, or in Avengers One when they're yelling yelling at each other and he says, well, "Put on the suit, <laughs> what, Let's go a few rounds." Or what are you without that suit? <laughs> yeah, billionaire playboy philanthropist. Genius billionaire playboy. Oh, sorry. I forgot one. Sorry, Tony. How dare you? Forgive me. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase going through this article. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo talked a lot about how they had to, uh, they had to work hard to figure out very specific reasons for these characters getting pushed so far apart to one side or the other, because spectacle can only carry you so far. Um, they said, quote, if you don't have character, then it's empty spectacle and the movie starts to run out of gas pretty quickly. You can only watch so many explosions and unmotivated car crashes. I mean, I can watch a lot, but yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. can watch car crashes all principle. day, <laughs> literally all day. Uh, they said Sam and Steve have become close confidants and good friends. Or no, that's sorry. Anthony Mackie said that Sam and Steve have become close confidants and good friends. Uh, Steve is the leader, but he definitely comes to Sam and bounces ideas off of him. Um, it's really funny to note that, uh, that Falcon and Bucky on set were referred to as Cap's two girlfriends <laughs> just by everybody. Nice. And, um, that kind of transitions into like Cap's actual girlfriend in the comics, at least, uh, Sharon Carter is also on team Cap. 
Uh, Emily Van Camp said that her character is willing to go the distance to protect him, quote-unquote. Joe Russo uh, went on to say that Scarlet Witch is a complex person and extremely powerful. She doesn't really understand the depth of her power. I don't think anyone does. That can make her a frightening character, especially to the government. In this movie, we find her at the beginning of Cap's tutelage. He's showing her the ropes as an Avenger. Hmm. And that really, we really haven't heard much about her, where, she, where she's going to fall, who she's going to be in this movie. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I think she's she's probably, like, other than the Vision, she's probably the strongest Probably Avenger. the strongest, if, if she's anything like her comic book counterpart. Oh, yeah, if she's... Oh, her comic book counterpart <laughs> has some power. Her comic book counterpart is OP. Yeah. But it feels like they've toned her down a lot for the movies. Yeah, at least so far. But I mean, based on those comments, it sounds like maybe uh, not. Yeah, you never know. Um, they don't really mention anybody else that's on Team Cap that we've seen, like Ant-Man. Um, they don't mention at all Spider-Man. Um, they're just keeping quiet on Spider-Man. Apparently Spider-Man is going to join the battle after battle lines have been drawn and have a close connection to one character. Did you see the article this week um, that talked about uh, the first reviews of Captain America coming out, of Civil War coming yeah, out? How the, the last half hour is just brutal emotionally yeah, and physically. Yeah, they said a brutal emotional horror movie. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. With, with that... And the fact that last week we had the uh, quotes from, I think, the Rousseau's saying the co- ending is going to be very controversial. Yeah. It's making me feel like it's possible that Civil War won't end. Okay. Because right now, wh- you think about the movies we've got coming. Um, Spider-Man, we don't have a title for yet. What yeah. if it's Spider-Man Civil War? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it absolutely could be. It could the be. The comic books had Civil War in all of the in titles. everything, yeah. Um, and so there were you, so many tie-ins. I would love that. I would love, because Spider-Man was the key character, in, a, a very key character in Civil War. And yeah. it would be amazing to see the Civil War begins in Captain America and ends in Spider-Man, you know? Mm. It'd be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen based on the fact that they didn't have the deal made. Uh, when they w- they didn't have the deal to bring Spider Man in at the time. Well, when they wrote, if you remember, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo were talking about uh, how they never had a plan B for Spider Man; that he was always meant to be in this movie. Hmm. And <clears throat> like they they were told, you know, assume that the deal's not going to happen. You know, make a make a backup plan. Right. And they were like, yeah, we'll do that. They never did. It was always just that Spider-Man was going to be there. Well, that's just irresponsible. It really is. But they've had a plan for Peter Parker to be in it the whole time. So it very well could be that the the repercussions of this film carry over, even if Civil War itself I definitely think the, doesn't end. I definitely think the quote-unquote repercussions will continue into Spider-Man and, the, and, and Infinity War and all these movies, but... What if the battle isn't over? What if the fight? Because we've never seen that in a Marvel movie. They always wrap wrap things up in a nice bow. And I think the Rousseaus are bold enough with what they did with Winter Soldier to do something completely new. The only Earthbound movies that we have coming out between Captain America Civil War and uh, Infinity War are Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Really? Is that the only two Earthbound ones? Yes, because there's Guardians of the Galaxy, which they're not going to Earth, and... Captain Marvel, which we don't know Captain where Marvel that's going to be based. Is is it? It's before, I believe. Inhumans is, oh, yeah, it's, is they, in between. They did shift that. 
Yeah. Did they? Did it get shifted the right? I'm not no, sure. No, Black Panther. Sorry. Black Panther comes out before Infinity War. Captain uh, right. Marvel comes out between and the two. Given that Black Panther's featured heavily in this movie, it yeah. seems he could absolutely be he could Black have Panther going on. Civil War. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, Thor Ragnarok is is the the late movie next year, which is which happening is, on another planet and yeah. has the two characters who are not apparently involved in Civil War. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying, it seems like they have the pieces set up in place where to you do could three have, more movies. Yeah, they could have a three a trilogy of Civil War that is appearing in three different. Um, standalone movies if they did and i don't know these these comments had me excited and i'm probably too excited because it's probably not going to happen but i would love to see that sort of arc yeah um it's a little scary to think about (laughs) oh that would be absolutely in i've never left a marvel movie with not knowing that the bad guys got their comeuppance and the good guys won you know what i mean like it always ends they always tie it up yeah it's always a nice little bow i would love to see possibilities for the future yeah, with like a whatever after credit sequence about Thanos, but like yeah, it's always a stinger about Thanos. The it, it, to actually have the the balls to not finish a storyline would be really scary. Neat. I I mean it, it, you know think about how big a story that would have to be though. That's a I mean Civil War is a really big yeah. story, so yeah, it could fit the bill. And if they're they have to deal with three movies before they get to Infinity War, where the the teams are just getting torn apart. Um, and then they have to go up against Thanos all, you know, they have to come back deconstructed. together. Yeah. They have to come back together, put their differences aside. Avengers to fight a... disassembled. Yeah. That was a story in comics. I, f- I figured it might've been. Yeah. So I yeah, I think, I think it could be really neat. That happened after civil war, actually, if I recall. There you go. It's too much to think about. I can't handle it. I would, I would love, I would love to try to handle it. Please bring that to me. <laughs> Please bring that to my attention. I would like to talk about that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's continue. Team Iron Man, right? Right. We've got Black Panther. We've got uh, Don Cheadle's character has been name changed again. He's Warhammer this time. <laughs> I don't know why they can't just go back to War Machine. Anyway, uh, we got the Vision. We got Black Widow on the team as well. Um, let's see. Scrolling through it. <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson said, Our new challenge is that this universe is bigger than the Avengers. There's a school of thought that it needs oversight and management, some kind of ground rules. That seems logical, though Cap and I have had a bad experience with the man, so to speak. Um, what she's really concerned with, though, is Bucky Barnes, because Barnes is a total wild card. He can't really be trusted because he's been psychologically compromised. He still poses a threat. I think that's how Natasha would see it. Hmm. And the one major person that we haven't seen anything on in any of the trailers, no, like everybody's completely tight-lipped about it, is Spider-Man. And I posted a video on our Facebook feed this week of Tom Holland doing tricks in his backyard, trying yeah, to that was get awesome. everything nailed. I'm like, I am so excited. It's pretty amazing for him actor, to be Spidey. The actor is actually doing those flips and stuff. The okay, the fact that he's that excited to yeah. do that role. And like to the point to where he's doing all of these neat tricks and everything, like that's that gets me excited for him to do that role because he's gonna put all of himself into it. He's gonna get lost in that character, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna benefit. That's all there is to it is I'm gonna benefit from his excitement. Hmm. I mean, all of you guys are too. 
but yeah. we'll all benefit together. You're not you're not benefiting alone. No, it's just me. He's doing that for me, and I decided to share it with everyone. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Very generous. Looking out for you. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, the real la- the last real news article that we have was posted uh, on our Facebook feed by Mr. Matt Rose. Um, it's a question that everybody has been asking. Yeah, more interesting to talk about. Yeah, after after basically he posts his article, and the the, the title of the article is um, "Who deserves the Deadpool treatment?" But they basically mean who deserves the rated R treatment. Yeah, I hate that they call it the Deadpool treatment because you don't like don't copy Deadpool, don't do a, a ripoff of Deadpool, don't like yeah. copy the formula that they did because that's not going to work for any other character. Very few. Yeah, make your own thing, and if it needs to be R-rated because of the story, like, The Punisher would be an R-rated thing. He's had two movies already. The Punisher has had two movies that have been rated R both times. I don't remember what the Dolph Lundgren one was rated, (laughs) but it was terrible, so we'll not talk about that. So the two most recent movies, the Thomas Jane one and Punisher Warzone, have both been R-rated, Thomas Jane was that one was okay. Well, the, just 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 to run on the list here, Punisher. Yes, they've already given him a rated R movie. Like I, a couple of them, um, at I, least. I, and, and and what what do you mean by the what do you mean by the Deadpool treatment? If you mean making him a fourth wall breaking co- comedian, then like no, no, don't do that because <laughs> don't only do that. Deadpool does that. And uh, you got Rorschach. If you want to make him a comedian, no, there's already a comedian in that universe. So. <laughs> You can't do that. No, um, literally called the comedian. Yeah, uh, seriously, the Rorschach again. You've had we've had a rated R treatment of that. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that that movie holds up really well. I like that movie a lot. Uh, with with uh, the Watchmen. Yeah, um, Venom. They think uh, on, in this article has a has a chance of being a uh, rated R film. I mean, he does eat people, but. It's kind of hard to make a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Yeah. And I can't see them making these plucky Spider-Man movies that are talking about making John Hughes-like Spider-Man movies with a with a, with a rated R Venom character. Yeah. <laughs> Although, they could separate them and have a Venom movie that's a lot darker. I mean, Venom Carnage did have their own movie planned in Sony yeah. for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And Venom has had his own comics for a little sure, bit. Like, sure, There's been... Especially here recently, Venom Space Knight has been pretty popular. Yeah, I just feel like when they introduce him, they're probably going to introduce him in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah, they have to intro him in the Spider-Man movie, especially if he's going to be in the MCU. Like, right. It has to be in a Spider-Man movie. I don't know. I, I won't say has to, but yeah, like well, probably. You could put you could put the idea of Venom into, say, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, that would be neat. Right? That would be really neat. They encounter I love something the fact that's they... black and gooey and is headed for Earth, and they're like, oh, that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we have the possibility spider-man has such a large rogues gallery and such a large universe just in him in his own stories yeah that them bringing them into the fold is so huge um it makes me excited too that i really hope fantastic four has a similar 
emergence. Yeah. Um, uh, if 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 they figure out a way to make it work in the story, just because they too have a have a large cast of characters with the cosmic universe and stuff. Yeah. That we currently can't they currently really can't use in the MCU. I'm telling you, the, if they're going to bring the Fantastic Four in, they need to be a family that existed before the MCU started that went off to explore the multiverse, and they come back and they're like, "What has happened to Earth since we've been gone? Like, we have to fix this." Possibly, possibly. That, that's the only way that I could see that they could work that in like that without having to retell the story and be like, where have these, like, if they're, if they're existing for a while, like, you know, because they're Marvel's first family. So right. They were around in the 60s. So, like, if they're existing for a while while everything else is happening, like in New York, in the Avengers, like, where were they? What, what were they doing that was so much more important? I agree. Or... They're completely young and fresh and new like they are in the Ultimates universe, but then you're retelling the story that Fox just told and failed at. Yeah. So nobody wants that. I do think they I do think they are they're in need if they came into the universe, they're in need of a telling of their uh origin story though. Because no one's done it right. Yeah. And so unlike Spider Man, when you think about Spider Man, everyone knows his origin story. Yeah. Radioactive Spider, Liz with his aunt. Uncle dies. All that's just like that's just ubiquitous. Yeah, those, Everyone knows that. All those shit. boxes have been checked repeatedly. So when they bring Spider Man in, they could have it in the in just like they did with Hulk. Uh, they could just have a little bit of a flashes at the beginning of who Spider Man is, and you're in the story. You're you're ready yeah. to go. I mean, flashback a little bit just to to tell your version of it, or to to cement your version of it, right? And just kind of like cement that you're in a different universe. All yeah, that stuff. Yeah, but you don't need a telling. If you if they do bring Fantastic Four in, we need a telling. Okay, I think okay. I, I don't I don't think we've ever had a good telling of that tale. I mean, the other two I actually still have not seen the new Fantastic Four, so I can't really comment. I've just heard nothing but bad things um, about and the the one they did in the nineties or whatever was it that far back was it in the two thousands. Which one? Uh, the one before Rise of the Silver Surfer, the first Fantastic Four. Well, oh. not the first. Uh. There is the other one. <laughs> There was that terrible 94 uh, yeah. version, I think it was. Yeah. Um, are you talking about the one with Jessica Alba, Ian Grafud, uh, yes. Michael Chiklis, and Chris Evans? That is correct. That's the one I'm talking about. Whew, that was rough. That remember was everybody. That was impressive. Uh, when did that come out? Let's check the Umdaba. <laughs> well, that gets, uh, you know, we're, we got on this because we're talking about these rated R films. Uh, Fantastic Four does not need a rated R telling. I'm just 2005. I'm gonna, okay, you got it. It was in the 2000s. Um, and then uh, the, again the, on the list, we've got Punisher. Um, I, I they, they just already done it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't put it past them. And then they are going to be doing a rated R telling of Punisher on Netflix like, on Daredevil. Yeah. So two. I think we're going to be fine with Punisher. I mean, we could spin off of that into a good Daredevil series. Oh yeah. No, not Daredevil, Punisher, Punisher series. series. Sure. And, like, um, John Bernthal has said recently in an interview that he's ripper on ready to go to do a Punisher TV series. That'd be awesome. He's like, we're the last people to know. They don't, they haven't told me anything, but if they, you know, if they make the call, I'm going to be just like the Punisher. I'm going to be standing at attention. Yes, sir. Let's do this. Hmm. I like it. Me too. Um, <laughs> they have Deathstroke as a character that needs a rated R telling. What do you think of that? I don't know. <laughs> it's DC. You're like, eh. Uh, <laughs> um, Deathstroke, I think could could be interesting. I, I I'm not a I'm not a huge Deathstroke fan. I just mostly know him from the little bits I've seen. Um, 
of him showing up in comics here and there and then in video games and on Arrow. <laughs> I mean, he was originally, uh, if I recall, he was a Titans villain when he first showed up. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. Not your thing. It's not my thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I definitely think he is kind of an anti-hero. So I, I think giving him a rated R telling could be good, I guess. Um, the, the last one they have on this list is Catwoman. Um, I don't know that I really see the need to make her rated R. Yeah, just just don't do it bad. Like well, she can we be just PG. Have... We, she can be PG thirteen. Just don't do it bad. Sure. Like learn from Halle Berry. Don't do that. Yeah, I think the the message is like not all characters need to be rated R. We know that uh, Deadpool just did better as a rated R movie than a lot of comic movies have done. As a PG thirteen movie, because that's how the character is. Yeah, the logic being that the, the 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 traditional logic is you can't make a comic book movie rated R because you can't let kids go. Kids can't go see it. Yeah. Um. But what they don't know, they they're finally understanding. There's plenty of us adult children out there <laughs> that will go see every comic book movie. There are plenty of us man child. Yeah, we will see every comic book movie. Um, Three so, times opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Anything I anything I think I was good at, pretty much a double watch at least on the opening weekend. Yep. And and that's that's big money. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of us. Yeah. There, there may not be more of us than children, but we have more money than children. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I have significantly more money than I did as a kid. Yeah. Most of it goes to bills now. But yeah. that's beside the point. Yeah, you can decide not to pay your water bill, and you can it, go see exactly. Batman a Who fourth time. Who needs showers? <laughs> not this guy, because I already smell like... No, Obviously. just kidding. By the way, speaking we're on that subject... nerds. Speaking on that subject, <laughs> we're going to start doing these over Skype. I can't handle the smell anymore. <laughs> that's, that's... You're mean. <laughs> and that's false. <laughs> and you smell worse than I do. Well, that, is there any character that you think needs the quote Deadpool treatment that wasn't Is there anybody that I think needs a rated R movie? Hmm. Hmm. Honestly, the people that have been in the Max line of comics, right? Like Punisher, Jessica Jones, sure. Deadpool, like all of them have already gotten an R-rated treatment. Yeah, they really are. Like <laughs> Marvel is doing pretty well with its rated R content. Yeah. I mean, put it on so, Netflix, and you don't have to call it rated R. Yeah, it's uh, you it's can call just, it whatever you want. It's Netflix. It's it, fine. It's Netflix. It's, it's whatever. I don't know. I don't know if they would be rated R. Probably. Oh yeah, they definitely don't pull too many punches. I mean, or car doors. If you, <laughs> if you look at Jessica Jones, there's very much sex scenes. There's yeah, but most mostly. I don't know if there, there was any nudity, so it could have been a PG thirteen thing. I don't know, man. Just was, the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage scenes were like graphic sexual content. I agree. So that's automatic R right there. Maybe. Maybe NC-17. <laughs> no, they're definitely not NC-17. <laughs> they don't even show any, any actual body parts. So they could probably still fall under PG-13. Mm. They, they were not... You can show breasts and still be PG-13 and show the the you know graphicness of it 
mm. and still be PG thirteen. There's a, there's a line. I don't think they crossed it. There was well, I mean, there was also like gore going on. Some yeah, body parts being yeah, like, but I watch. I watch Walking and... Dead every week, man. That's not well. I guess that's that's on cable, so it's not even rated. So it's on AMC, and the AMC's got a different set of rules. Although they won't let you say uh, the F word, which I don't understand. They don't either. There was a there was a um, there was a line on an episode of Walking Dead. It was a big moment. They let they let Breaking Bad to the F word a couple of times, but I think they bleeped it. Yeah. Uh, there was a there's a great moment on Walking Dead a couple of seasons ago, where it zooms in on Rick and he turns to the camera almost like it's almost fourth wall breaky and he just like looks at his friends cameras like almost at his face he's like they're messing with the wrong people and uh, everyone on the internet was like why didn't he say fucking why <laughs> they even bleeped fucking would have been better than messing like. These people are doing brutal things to them, and he's just like, they're messing with the wrong people. It should have been fucking. Should have been fucking. Um, I could see that. but Especially out of Rick. He's gotten yeah. crazy. Yeah. Have you? What was the last thing you saw? How far, how far, I mean, how far back? I'm in season four. Oh, okay. You're catching up. I remember the last time I talked to you, I think you were back further. Yeah. It was halfway through season three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Catch up. It's good. I'm trying. This season has been particularly so much. good. I want to do a Walking Dead show. I really like I'm, Walking Dead. I'm rewatching Firefly. Yes. I have to get my 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 roommate into it. <clears throat> Good man. Because I moved out, obviously. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. Anyway. Um, not on the show, yeah. Not on the show. So my friend Scott has not seen it. And I started playing the first episode for him and he started to fall asleep. And then we went back. I think this was like Monday night. Yeah, this was Monday night. I... Pulled it up again. He was like, oh, yeah, we can finish that. It's like, okay, cool. So we finished watching the first one. I was like, all right, so do you want to watch another one? Or do you want to do, like, your usual YouTube stuff? And he's like, we can watch another one. We ended up getting all the way through Janetown that night. Wow. That's like fourth or fifth, isn't it? No, that's like seven. Oh. <laughs> so we did a lot of episodes all in wow. one night. And uh next one's out of gas. So Oh, good episode. I'm excited about that one. It's a real good episode. It is a real good episode. Firefly's the best. The best. <laughs> I am excited. Speaking on Firefly, I don't know that there's any plans to do it, but they would be stupid not to try to revive Firefly. There's so many people who love it, and it had such a large fan base. Even if they just did like a short run on Netflix or a, or another movie oh, or something, um, it would be a amazing. Netflix run would be oh, incredible. It would be great. And there's a lot of speculation saying this is going to be the last year of Castle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think if they did, if they got Castle off the air, and they had Malcolm Riddles freed up again, uh, and and Joss Whedon is no longer dealing with Marvel, so he's freed up again to do his own thing. He actually, um, Joss Whedon was like just announced, I think, earlier today, to be teaming up with some other uh, comic book creator to do a 75th anniversary of Captain America. Oh, cool! Line or issue or something. Cool. So he's going to be writing another comic book. Yeah, for uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's done a lot with he's done a lot with Marvel. Yeah, I think he just got tired of making. He, he Marvel got tired movies. of the movies. Yeah, yeah, because it was like a grueling job for him. Yeah, I think he just got burnt out. I think that showed on the screen too. There's some amazing things in that movie in Age of Ultron, but there's a few. There's, there's just, it doesn't have the same heart that Weed and stuff normally does. Yeah, so I think he was a little beaten down. Um, well, let's get into some feedback here before we go into our spoiler section and talk about the season finale of 
Agent Carter. Um, All right. Yeah. So uh, Derek Pender says to us on Facebook. I'll, I'll handle this. Okay, go ahead. Derek Pender uh, posts on our wall. Let's not be too hasty. Still, I think he's rather tasty. Got to eat to live, got to still eat. Um, all right. Um. <laughs> and then he says, been listening forever. That was by far my favorite moment. He's discussing last week when we... Uh... When I turned it into a musical, I turned episode. it into Aladdin musical. I love that. I love that musical. <sighs> so good. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you joined us on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I really, really do love that musical. <laughs> um, I like a lot of musicals, uh, but uh, but but Aladdin's one, one of my favorites. Probably my first one that I just really loved. That's fair. That and uh, oh gosh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I grew up on those two. I didn't really get into musicals until like Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. Yeah. That adult shit. Yeah. Yeah. Two by two, we're marching door to door. Cause God loves Mormons and he wants some more. Like those lyrics speak to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> right. As 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 I think I've mentioned on the podcast, I've been diving pretty deep into Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. 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 That's real good. Big stuff there. If anybody has Spotify, you can find the full, like two and a half hour cast recording of Hamilton. It and it pretty much it has every song I believe. So it's like you can glean the entire story and really get pretty deep into it. It's great. Cool. So good. It's like having three albums. It's so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. It's good stuff. So moving on, Mr. Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, he says, so I'm stuck homesick after a vacation, just caught up on the last four episodes of Agent Carter and the cast, so I'm in long-winded reckless theory mode. <laughs> Don't worry, we love reckless theories. One of our favorite modes. <laughs> he says, when I first read the synopsis for Marvel's Most Wanted, I thought it was pretty generic, but closer inspection does yield a few, a few questions. I'll link to the synopsis below. One. Why are Bobby and Lance now ex-spies? When and why did they quit? Were they fired? Is there no more shield? Well, obviously there's not no more shield because they just got renewed. Just got renewed for another season. So unless it's going to have some weird like agents of nothing season. Agents of secret warriors. Yeah. It's there's likely going to be a big focus on secret warriors going forward. Yeah, seems like especially with the introduction of Hive and the Inhumans and yeah. Yo-Yo Rodriguez being a thing, which uh, the the return episode next week is going to be called Bouncing Back. That's the title of it. Oh, that's going to have her on it It's going to sure. have her in pretty heavy quantities, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's cool. I'm all about it. <clears throat> so, uh, number two, he says, why do they have no friends, no shield? Well, there was a conspiracy. He said, who is their long list of enemies? Uh, number four. Four, why is there a bounty on their head? And number five, what conspiracy put their lives in jeopardy? Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess, we, yeah, we'll find out this season, I'm sure. He follows with, now I propose a wild, unsupported theory <laughs> that answers all these questions. S.H.I.E.L.D. falls after the events of Civil War because Bobby and Hunter apparently exposed the secret warriors for operating outside of the Sokovia Accords, causing the Joint Counterterrorism Center that Martin Freeman works for in Civil War to clamp down slash absorb slash dissolve the group. Of course, they are actually being framed by an insidious element within the JCTC. Gideon Malik? 
whom they have to expose to clear their names. The other members of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are forced to, uh, sorry, the other members of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are forced to go underground, acting as support and guidance for the Secret Warriors, possibly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rebranded with a new show title, uh, but still harbor a grudge against Morris and Hunter. Their enemies would include the JCTC, Secret Warriors, and all their old spy enemies, warranting the title of Most Wanted. Mm. I could see that. I could see that. I like how he tied it into the events of Civil War, because obviously it probably will be tied into Yeah, I mean, we've, seen, War. we've seen in the, uh, in the promos for upcoming, there's Gideon Malik. He's back, uh, but he's, it looks like he's in a council room of some sort, like leaning on a table. So he's talking to a council of some sort. Even mm. if it's not Hydra, it could be, I mean, it could very well be JCTC. Do we... What what was like when we do when did we last see Malik? Uh, we saw him in the last episode when he said, I'll "Oh, be that's right, that's right." He said the last words of the episode. That's right. I'm I'm just thinking about. Um, do, I guess the government doesn't know he's he's Hydra though. Right. Uh, we our 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 people do. The agents do. Yeah. But the government has no idea. He's still an active member of the uh, the Inhuman Task Force or whatever. Yeah, the um ACT ATCU, is that it? ATCU, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Advanced I almost, Threat Containment Unit. Yeah, that sounds something. That yeah. sounds about right. Alien Threat Containment Unit? Yeah, yeah, it was Alien. Okay. Um yeah, he's still supposed to be funding and heading up the ATCU. Interesting. I I feel I feel like with all of this stuff about um Civil War coming up that's real. I'm hopeful that that will really shake up the show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna. It'll be more like a tie-in to uh, Winter Soldier, or more like a tie-in to Age of Ultron. A much weaker yeah. tie-in. <laughs> yeah, Age of Ultron was a really, really weak tie-in. Let's hope it's not a tie-in to like uh, Thor, uh, Thor Dark World. <laughs> yeah, that was by far the weakest tie-in. <laughs> yeah, we're cleaning up. All right, now let's tell a different story. Yep. <laughs> it affected two minutes of the episode. <laughs> oh, look, stuff. Because if they're all going to exist in the same world, it needs to... The Sokovia Accords need to exist on the show. That whole cleaning up thing, now that I'm thinking about it, that whole cleaning up thing from like the tie-in to Thor the Dark World needed to be damage control. Yeah. That series needed to spawn from that kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. Like, if that... If they start damage control immediately after the events of Infinity War, or that's probably too, that's probably too far, but whatever. After the events of Civil War, yeah, should be big enough. Or Spider Man, or anything like the next week is is them cleaning up after the battle of whatever, you know? Yeah, and I mean, so the really next, fun. It's idea. a construction company, so it could very well last a while. Yeah, I'm really curious what that show's going to be about. I, I'm excited for. I it. don't know what they're going to be doing. I love. I love the levity of Marvel stuff, so the fact that they're doing a comedy series is going to be just perfect. Yeah. So, um, Omero Malia uh, posted on Facebook another T-shirt design. He did. He's done these really great T-shirt designs after every almost every episode of Jessica Jones, and then some of the episodes of Agents of Shield as well. He just posted his first T-shirt design for Daredevil, and it's based on just the trailers, and it's just Daredevil and Punisher, kind of this combined shirt, and I. Daredevil versus Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good great. one. By the way, happy birthday, Omer. Oh, yeah. He posted about a 
some stuff about what his lady got him for his birthday. A whole bunch of Deadpool stuff. Yeah. So, uh, happy and, birthday. And, you can't forget, a new baby girl. That's right. Man. New, new father right he's there. He's been a thousand this week. Right? Birthday and a baby. Yeah. Now he's going to have to share that birthday. Yeah. Or pretty close. No one's going to remember your birthday anymore. So, happy birthday for happy the last, last time. Happy birthday. <laughs> no one will ever remember yours again. Uh, <laughs> That's so mean. Aww. Aww, his mom will remember, but she won't no, care. No, she won't. No, she be, won't care. It'll be her grandbaby's uh, yep. Yep. birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but happy birthday, sir. Congratulations on being a new father. Apologies for how you've just lost your birthday. <laughs> My condolences. Uh, enjoy not sleeping. So, next. <laughs> Man. But seriously, congratulations. We should end it on a positive. It's a, babies are a beautiful gift. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. Did that sound sincere? Not at all. Damn. I was trying. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll move on before anybody notices. All right. Okay. So... <laughs> When, uh, in response to the to the video that I posted on Facebook um, about Tom Holland doing his flips and, and fun stuff, uh, Nathaniel Mussey said, How would you feel if they used CGI to animate subtle expressions to the mask, a la Deadpool? I think it would be a great way to add emotion while leaving the mask on, and if done right, it wouldn't break my, sens- uh, my suspension of disbelief. I barely noticed when they did it with Deadpool, and his faces were over the top. I'm, I find that very interesting, and here's why. Uh, if you listen to uh, Fat Man on Batman, mm-hmm. he often talks about the reason Iron, he, in his mind, that Iron Man worked, and he said he he attributes a lot of the reason Iron Man worked. The first one is because John Favreau had the ingenious idea of showing Robert Downey Jr.'s face during the battles. Yes, if you go back to previous. Uh, movies with heroes that have their have a mask you never get to see their facial expressions and if you look at like <laughs> if you look at the first spider-man movie uh the sam raimi spider-man movie yeah when they're standing on the rooftop uh green goblin and spider-man that is straight out of uh the power rangers and i think the main reason <laughs> is because they're not moving their mouths they're not um, animated their faces at all so they're yeah, just like, like- Greg Goblin had that mouth shield that would come up sometimes. It was And then Spider-Man, like, you didn't even see Spider-Man's chin moving when he was talking. And I think it was just like a, I don't think they were saying those things on, uh, I think they just like put in whatever words they felt like. Um, (laughs) Like, stand there long enough for it to seem like you're having a conversation and then dive off the side. Yeah, it was uh, a little... uh, It's good direction, Sam Raimi. I liked those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but that to me was the worst scene. Like, Yeah. um, And I think that Jon Favreau's idea of showing the face of Tony Stark while he's in battle in the Iron Man suit, Iron Man would not have worked without that. Well, if you look at, like, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, he was... Andrew Garfield was so expressive in costume. Yeah, like putting his hands on his head and like making all these big exaggerated was, movements. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. Like that really kind of helped the the Spider Man feel a lot, but you still just did not see a lot of facial expression happening. Yeah, I do think they need to solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if animating it like Deadpool is the right idea. Maybe more subtly than Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, his were over the top. His and were very they were over supposed the top. to be, and they were great. I like Deadpool a lot, but I do think that. Going too far that way might make it, make it too silly. Yeah, but maybe not. 
Maybe I mean it is supposed to be like a campy John Hughes-ish Spider-Man, so like it could very well be silly like that. It well, could like, be silly you, and be okay. If you watch the comic or if you see if you read the comics at all, like Spider-Man's eyes change in in size depending on how surprised at something he is. Oh yeah, in the comics there's they're all over the place. Yeah. His face is very expressive there. So like if they could if they could somehow put that into film I think it would do a lot better. I do think they need something. I yeah. don't know what it is, and I'm I'm really hopeful that the guys who are working on it will be able to do it because the guy who's directing it is not done much. Yeah. So I, <laughs> he's like directed those YouTube videos we watched last year, <laughs> and I was like, these are super weird, and I don't see how he got this job. <laughs> he had to. He interviews well. That's all I'm saying. John Watts. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he interviews well. He must, because uh, his resume is not very long. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they saw promise is all. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on uh, moving on, on Twitter, Noel says to us, at MCUcast at Blog Talk Radio, thanks for reminding me my name gets mentioned in the movie. I had blocked that out. Talking about the the Deadpool movie. Yes, I I assume uh, you blocked it out because it was like she's the she, what did it say? She's the chubbiest in the movie. That's why everyone everyone fights over Noel. Ah, uh, yeah, for cuddling. I, I so that. I can see why you would uh, block that out, Noel. Like, hey, <laughs> how dare you? Why did Deadpool insult me? <laughs> and all Noels. He <laughs> wasn't insulting you, just that Noel. And it wasn't even a Noel that existed. Nope. Yeah, he just made one up. So so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be okay. He still loves you. Next one on the list, uh, Mr. Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, just thinking about Jessica Jones. She's definitely a hard drinker, but I never got the impression that she was an alcoholic. They never showed her drinking causing any problems for herself. Hmm. Except her life. Yeah, that, I would, I would, I would say her life is a bit of a problem, and I don't mean <laughs> there was, there was never a moment when she was like late for work or well, she, except for just like not caring about people and not answering her phone and <laughs> and being <laughs> drunk enough to hold um, the the doctor lady over the tracks and then like whoops I dropped her oh yeah that's right I guess I better pick her up yeah she does have a few a few moments but more than that I would say. The reason for her drinking was because of her painful past. And even if she wasn't exhibiting those problems that we just mentioned, I think that she was drinking. She was definitely using it as a coping mechanism. Yeah, she was she was self-medicating. If yeah. she, and so I think all of that, I don't know if t- technically that makes an alcoholic, but like it definitely seemed like she was self-medicating uh, for the painful past that she'd had and was trying to forget and trying to bury those memories with alcohol. But. Yeah. I mean, she had it a little worse than Jacket Guy. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. Just a touch. Um, we have a voicemail here. Oh, we do. We do. Let's play our voicemail. Thanks for calling in. So as you know, there's a lot of these sad, um, just depressed DC fans, and the only thing they can say is that, well, DC movies have better villains than Marvel villains. So I'm wondering, after uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and then with this new uh, Batman v Superman that looks like, I guess, Doomsday is going to be the villain, but it looks pretty lame, do you think they're still going to be able to say that? Will, will Marvel 
you know, movies and TV shows surpass DC, then villains just like they've already passed them in, in every other aspect. Hmm. That is a fair question. Yes. Because traditionally in Marvel Comics, or well, in in the comics contest, Marvel Comics have not had very compelling villains. Hmm. And it's been, I've always posited this argument, people say that DC has better villains. I'm like, no, DC doesn't have better villains. Batman has better villains. Yeah, I would agree with that. And... If you if you just put everything on know. Batman's rogues gallery, you got a little like Lex Luthor is a good villain. Yeah, but he's a bad Batman. Lex Luthor is a bad Batman. Like he's an evil Batman. I I don't know if I agree with that. But he's a rich guy. Sure, but there's lots of rich guys. He's a rich guy that does things with richness. Then yeah, but that's just every. <laughs> Could, there's there are a lot of that's that is one of the main sources of superpowers. It's like alien stuff, radioactivity, gamma rays, money. and money. Like that's like the four main types <laughs> of superheroing. Failed science experiment, <laughs> like whatever. And money. Like and money's money. a big money's a big one. So you can't just say he's he's just like him because he has money. Because in he I fits don't know, the archetype. <laughs> he definitely has I don't ever think of him as the guy who gets in the suit, which I know at some points in the comics he actually like builds himself a yeah, robo suit. He like lives. So in, in the that robo case, he's more now. of a, he's more of a um, evil Tony Stark than anything. That's fair. Um, but I, I still don't, I don't normally envision him that way. When I think of um, when you think of Lex Luthor, it's more of Kingpin. Yeah, it's a lot more like Kingpin. He's like an evil Kingpin. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kingpin is evil already. Right, right. I mean, it just depends on your point of view. Uh, we had this discussion <laughs> last season. It, um, it okay. really depends on your point of view. But no, I think that uh, the problem, when, when people are saying that, they're really only talking about a couple of movies. Because, yes, The Dark Knight had better villains than Marvel has had. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Joker. The Joker was beautifully acted uh, Two Face was beautifully acted. Both of those were like really well done, really well thought out villains. Well, like you think of villains in anything, most of the time you're going to get the Joker. Uh, you might get Catwoman, depending on their view of it. Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, obviously comes with the Joker. Um, the Riddler is a big one. Um, Ra's al Ghul has been a big deal here lately. Uh, you're going to get, I mean, Clayface is there, Penguin. Two Face, like all of these, there are a lot of good Batman villains. Big names are sure. Batman villains for sure. And then I, there's like Luther. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree that Batman has the best rogues gallery, and I would say it's even better than Spider Man's. Even though Spider Man has an extensive rogues gallery, uh, Spider Man's don't have the depth of emotion that most of Batman's do. Although that could just be that Batman's had a lot more opportunities for them to those stories to have been told. Yeah, well, multiple TV shows, cartoons. Um, we, we really haven't had Paul Dini hasn't given a treatment of many Marvel characters yet, but I, I'm sure if he did, they would also take on a ton of, uh, weight and emotional yeah, like power. All, <laughs> all of these, all of these Batman's villains have some sort of really deep psychological trauma yeah. that need to be worked on. And my theory on this whole thing is that yes, um, they don't have the best villains, 
but their their heroes are their villains. <laughs> yeah, their heroes well, fight and, themselves as much as they yeah, fight the bad guys. That's 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 most of these stories aren't about the villains, and I don't think that's a mistake. A lot of people every time a movie comes out, the villain was so thin. But that's because it's almost never about the villain. The story is the villain is just something to overcome yeah, while not, the hero faces his own demons. It's not Loki the Dark World, okay? Ta- you're talking about all these like dark backstories. All the heroes have the dark backstories. Yeah. In uh, <laughs> dark emotional backstories in the Marvel Universe. I mean, Captain America is the man at a time. Tony Stark is the alcoholic billionaire. Uh, Thor is the guy with the, with the real family boundary issues. Um, <laughs> Hulk is like literally like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde telling. Like, these, guys, these guys are the complex characters that the villains are are supposed to be in in general storytelling and that's you know that comes from where where Marvel comics came from the but, guys who came up with Marvel comics were writing monster stories and then they then superhero stories became more popular <laughs> and so they started just like turning a lot of their ideas <laughs> into hero stories yeah and then you get the uh the whole like i guess the fable or the uh the the telling of how they overcame themselves to become the hero that they needed to be. Yeah. And then that's a great story for, uh, you know, a kid growing up to be like, be the good guy. Yeah. And I think now we've gotten to the place where with civil war, we've gotten to the place that even though we have, um, we we may not even get a, we will, there are a few villains. Yeah. We haven't even seen Zemo at all. In That's right. any of the trailers. And he's in this movie. Interesting. And so is Crossbones. You see a little bit of Crossbones. Remind me who Zemo is. Uh, Baron Zemo. He's the guy that's being played by Daniel Brühl. He's the leader of the Thunderbolts. Okay. And who was he the, was in the Masters of Evil. Who's the character that died in the, the last Avengers movie? Just like shot randomly in a cell somewhere? Uh, that was Baron Strucker. Okay, I'm getting them all confused. Too many Barons. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's that money thing. Yeah. All these Barons. The see, just that's another power. They got their powers from money. Um, uh, the, the the interesting thing about Batman and why I think he's so effective is he's the only. It's not, I don't think it's that his Rogues Gallery is necessarily better. I think it's that he is the only DC superhero, at least classically, that has the dark backstory. Yeah. And so you put that... He's almost like a Marvel-esque character put in a world, and then they've developed all these... Because he's been around longer than Marvel's been around, they've developed these these villains around him because he's such a complex character himself. Yeah. Um, and so his, his Rogue's Galaxy looks awesome, but just because we've seen it told so many times, and so many writers have had a crack on adding their spin and their taste to the story, it's uh, these villains look so so interesting. But I think all of these villains have a chance to be interesting. It's just a matter of if they want to do that. And so yeah. far, Marvel hasn't put the time in to make their villains that interesting, uh, with the exception of... Loki. Loki, Kingpin, the Purple Man. And very likely the Punisher and Elektra. Very likely. <clears throat> and Elektra doesn't even look like she's going to be exactly a villain. But then again, neither is the Punisher. Yeah. Like, neither of them are exactly villains. God. And that's the, that's the big thing about it, is that 
neither one of them is a hero, neither one of them is a villain, they just, they're trying to do the right thing, but they're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. That's, it's a moral tale. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've got such, so, so much interesting stuff can happen between those three characters, uh, between Daredevil, Elektra, and Punisher, and that's before we even find out who's going to be on the bad side. Like, we know the hand's going to be around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just before you even introduce villains into the whole thing, you've already got this great well of storytelling that can happen. So, going to be great. I can't wait for the stick episode this season. <laughs> There's going to be one stick episode, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I bet it will be. So that uh, that comes... Oh, my God, Matt. What? Two weeks. Two weeks still? Daredevil. Oh... Ooh, very excited. Oh, man. You're not ready. I don't think I am ready. <laughs> I feel like I just recovered from Jessica if Jones. Being, we're, if we're being honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that, because I'm out of town that weekend, so we're going to have to yeah. figure out a game plan. We're, we've been out of town, like, every weekend that Netflix yeah. has come out. Like, all both of them. Yep. <laughs> It's pretty, pretty, pretty silly. But we've still got an episode out of day, every one. So, whoo, be looking for that. Go Come, in, come in two weeks. We're going to have lots of episodes dropping for Daredevil. Dropping like hotcakes. We're going to make it rain episodes. Woo! Matt just did the make it rain. I think they heard it. Symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like making it rain, right, guys? All right. Daredevil would agree. I think it's time. <laughs> Daredevil knew. Daredevil knew. Daredevil got it. Um, all right, guys. She just curtsied. It was cute. It's about time that we go into our spoiler section. Um, and we've uh, spent a lot of time. We have spent a lot of time on news this week and, and feedback. feedback. So let's dig into Agent Carter. But first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with Forty Five Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, check us out at mcucast.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher. We should be in whatever podcatcher you have. Um, if you guys that listen on iTunes are not hearing this, let me know. Uh, we did have a weird thing with the Deadpool episode. That was supposed to be funny, but you didn't laugh. Because um, <laughs> they obviously they can't hear me. Oh, Get no, it? I got it. Just, I, just, I was going to ridicule you later. Just not entertaining my, my humor. Um, I was just going to no, ridicule you afterward. Um, let us know if you're not getting us on, on iTunes, if, if you're having that problem and you're having to look us up elsewhere. We had a, for some reason, the Deadpool cast would not show up on iTunes. And we, uh, we did put out a Deadpool cast that with our friends from the, uh, breaking the panel, breaking the panel podcast. So if you'd like to, uh, check that out, hit, go to mcucast.com. It's going to be, uh, the second to the top post right now. And you can listen to the giant size team up Deadpool cast. Deadpool loser. Deadpool loser as they're calling it. Um, but yeah, so uh, check us out on all those places at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, and uh, MCUcast at gmail.com. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we would love to hear all of your feedback, and we will talk about as much as we possibly can. Um, and now, we're going to go into our Agent Carter feedback section. Uh, Agent Carter spoiler section. If you have not heard, watched the last episode of Agent Carter season two, what are you doing? Get out of here. Go watch it and come back. Yeah, come back and listen to it. Uh, uh, us after you've watched the episode because we're gonna spoil shit. Um, <laughs> we're spoil the hell out. And of we're it. gonna start the spoiling in three, 
two, one. Whitney Frost was a very not compelling story, but Jack got shot. Jack got shot. Yeah, the win. That's my biggest problem with this episode. I liked this episode. It was fun, uh, but oh my gosh, Whitney Frost! That was the that was the the one interesting thing going on last season. We had a problem because every character that was in the final battle we knew wasn't going to die. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird. This year, I, I, they actually got me to where I, I lost that that problem. I was going to enjoy this final battle sequence. Then Whitney, they, they make a plan to defeat Whitney Frost, and I know it's formulaic, but it's the way movies work. You make a plan, the plan gets thwarted in and then, some way, in some way, and then you have to uh, think on the fly, yeah, and then somehow make it come all together again. And and we never and, and what this happened? Plan just worked. It just worked. Now there was there was repercussions. Uh, they they did not plan to have to save Souza from going in the black hole and all that stuff. That was all fun. It was all it was a lot of fun. But like the only plan Whitney that Frost, got thwarted was like the cleanup effort, right? Exactly for the, for the major plan. Whitney Frost walked directly in front of a huge gamma cannon. It's like <laughs> it was it, not hidden at all. It was it was it the, had three guys that were arguing standing around. This it. was the equivalent of and they're like standing around it, staring at her, waiting to press a button. Like there, <laughs> this was the equivalent of like a roadrunner coyote trap <laughs> and it was in the desert there were those backdrops it really was like a roadie coyote coyote roadrunner episode yeah she yeah. she like walks out right in front of the cannon gets hit she, in the back and she's done that's she her walks that's her out in front of it and howard stark yells i've got a shot like oh do you well i'm gonna move then yeah why that was that was weak i'm sorry <laughs> she took in so much zero matter she was able to eat men with her zero matter in previous episodes and now she's got so much more zero matter she could be doing all kinds of badass things probably but we never got to see her actually use her power she got all this power then she sat in a room drawing on the walls the whole episode until she After walked getting hit by a car one time right until she walked into a cannon and then immediately was defeated like it just and it wasn't even that it was like a huge thing like she got blasted for like a half of a second yeah, and just left her body. And then it just went away. Like, there could have been some sort of, like, she gets hit, they leave the cannon on, like, they flip it on and then leave it on, on her, and she, like, turns and, like, starts trudging toward it, like, I'm gonna break that yeah. cannon, I'll show you, and it could like, have it's been building up and stuff then or, explodes or, or maybe whatever. they turn it on and miss her and then, like, Agent Carter has to, like, fight her physically, like, with her powers to try to, like, get her in front of the cannon again. I don't know. It just, she had just stepped into it. Like she just walked into it and was done. Oh, uh, when I was, a, when I was a kid, my dad took, um, me hunting once, once ever. And we get, we go sit in this tree stand. My dad is not a hunter, but it's one of the funniest experiences I've had. Cause me and my dad were cracking jokes the whole time. You gotta be real quiet in a tree stand. Cause yeah. they, will run. We stood in this field, and I kid you not, 20 or 25 deer walked into this little field that we're in and surrounded our tree stand. And we're like, they're like, oh my gosh. And we're just like, I guess, waiting on the big buck to walk in. And finally, <laughs> we spot the one. It's this huge buck, and we don't know how to... My dad's not a hunter. I'm not either. But he, he's like aiming his shotgun at this, this... A shotgun? Yeah. For a deer? I mean, it had slug, a sl- the, the kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. He got the right ammo for it that was supposed to make it a good thing for deer hunting. I don't know. <laughs> he aims it at the deer, and we're like, all right, it's getting close enough. Here we go. 
This is the big moment. We've been sitting in this trivia thing for four hours, and we've been whispering jokes back and forth, like real quietly. My dad takes aim, and then the deer turns and trots directly at the barrel of the gun. And I mean, like, just walking at us. Like, and at this point, he's like 20 feet away, and he just turns and, and walks directly at us. And I went, nice move. (laughs) <laughs> and my dad burst out laughing. He couldn't hold it in. He laughed, and 25 deer just scattered into the woods, and he was, like, shooting at it, but wildly and nowhere near the freaking deer. <laughs> I, was, I was so quiet. I was like, nice move. And my dad just couldn't hold in the laughter anymore. So close. It's kind of exactly what happened, except they were scared. <laughs> yep. And then they shot Whitney Frost, and then they weren't scared anymore. And then they couldn't turn the thing off. And, yeah. It was a fun ending. It was a fun... I mean, like, it would have been a really fun episode at any other point in the season, but I was really hoping to get a showdown between Whitney and and Carter. You know, the most emotionally compelling part of the Whitney Frost tale in this last episode was when she was having that psychotic breakdown in the mirror. That was rough. Where she was, like, clawing at her face. And and, man, Freddy's, oh, gosh. And he had those roses. When she she said, oh, you can't take those in there. And he said, why? She'll just try to use them to scratch out her face. To claw her face open. Oh, gosh. And he's... What? Oh, there's my beautiful girl. And she's just talking to Calvin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and that was weird. Uh, she's, like, having flashbacks of the life she had with the man that she really wasn't very in love with, who was, uh, was who, who who tried to sell her sell her to baby, sell her out baby to the, Hydra. Yeah. Whatever they Council are. Council of Nine or whatever. Yeah. Secret Empire is what they were. Mm. He tried to sell her out to them. Just not good. Just not good for her at all. Yeah, real bad. And Um, that was the most compelling part of her in this episode, I think. So do you think this verifies, is Sousa her husband? It would be a shame if if he wasn't. Yeah. Well, or is it a shame if he is, because then we know he's going to die soon. Or we don't know how soon. Could be 20 years from now. Aww. But yeah, it's super sad because I do like Sousa so much. Um, Who do you think shot Thompson? Who do we think shot Thompson? I have no idea. When that happened, I wasn't expecting it. Well, actually, no, I will say I was expecting it, totally expecting it, as soon as he's in his office and we've already seen every other story resolve and it just cuts to Thompson in his office and someone knocked the door. I was like, don't open it. Don't open it. I've seen too many shows and it's the end of the season. This is not good for you. Some weird visitor in the night. It's definitely not good. Stay away from that door, Thompson. Um, but And then bang. I have, no, I have no idea. I'm guessing someone involved with the Council of Nine possibly... Um, I don't know. Because the, they took the file that had Peggy Carter's stuff. Where, like, all we saw through his viewfinder was talking about how no civilians were were spared in a certain town or whatever, and that she was involved. So yeah, we still don't know what that file says. It's a heavily redacted file, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that he took, or that this this assailant took. Yeah. So it's somebody obviously very interested in that. Hmm. I have no idea. 
Well, the the showrunners in an interview said that they know exactly who it is that shot him. Yeah, I thought that so, was a funny thing for the interviewer to ask them. Yeah, uh, was well, they they weren't being cute about it. They weren't saying like, "Oh, it could be anybody." No, we'll yeah, write that like, in later. They're they're like, like, no, yeah, we, we know, we know what happened. We, we were planning to tell that story. <laughs> Sure, I sure hope they get another season. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that the uh, the ratings for this past episode were at a season low, or not a season, oh, really? a series low. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, like the point seven, I think, was their mm. rating on that episode. Now Man, that's going to increase rough. with DVR watches. Sure, and it was it was competing with Super Tuesday uh, poll coverage, oh, news coverage. That's right. That was a bad night to have it on. Yeah. Because that that's a bad call. when a lot of people are doing yeah. news I, watching. I, I was, so. Yeah. So, like. Freaking Alabama. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> For those of you not in the state, Super Tuesday is when a lot of the primary elections are held to determine who is going to be the candidate for the Republican and Democratic parties in the major election later this year. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, that was happening. So the the ratings dip is kind of expected, but it was it was a pretty big dip, and it's it's unfortunate that that is the way that it is. I'm really hoping that the DVR watches will bring it up to where they can renew it for a third season. Because mm. like Haley Atwell got cast in the pilot, so if or got cast in the pilot of that one other show um, by ABC. And if it gets picked up and then Agent Carter comes back, she'll be working on both of them at the same time. But yeah. it's an ABC thing, so that should be pretty easy to get the scheduling done right. Yeah. I think the show's called Conviction. Conviction. So Interesting. It's going to be weird to see her play anything. But Well, I say that. I was going to say it's going to be weird for her to play anything but Agent Carter. Uh, but every time she goes into costume and plays an American or plays a this or plays that, I get totally lost in it. She's so good. Yeah. She's really great. I uh, I first saw her in um, the miniseries The Pillars of the Earth, like several years ago, and Pillars of the Earth. Yeah, The Pillars of the Earth. It was a, like an eight part tale of like a cathedral being constructed, hmm. and cool. it happened over like several decades. Hmm. So it was a really neat tale. Eddie Redmayne was in it. Oh, first wow. time I saw him in anything. Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway. Um, so let's move on to our to some of our feedback, huh? Yeah, let's we got do some it. feedback about this. Uh, Aaron Hecker um, said to us on Facebook, so I was re watching The Winter Soldier and had a few thoughts. If Arnim Zola is correct that there has been a Hydra agent within S.H.I.E.L.D. since the beginning, then doesn't that mean we should see that happen in Agent Carter? And could we have already met that person, a.k.a. Jack Thompson, or will it be someone we haven't met yet? We've already seen Thompson go back and forth plenty of times, so it'd be perfectly believable for Marvel to have Thompson join the Council, which then turns out to be Hydra, and then and he then joins S.H.I.E.L.D. as a Hydra agent. This, of course, is dependent on a Season 3 or more of Agent Carter, which, after these last few episodes, I want more than ever. He got shot. He did. We don't know so, if he's dead. It's not confirmed that he's dead or not. He's shot and bleeding out on the floor. So maybe not him. But I do. Maybe not him. Your point. Your point is uh, very valid, Aaron. That it's very possible we're going to get some. I really hope we get to an introduction of Hydra, even if it's season three, and that's the last thing they get to do. The whole reason I'm watching this Shield. show is to see where Hydra came. I mean, I'm sorry, where Shield came from. And uh, I mean, the thing is. Arnim Zola should be there. 
If, yeah. if, if, like, they should have... Well, he was in the and, last episode of the last season when uh, Dr. Faustus went to prison. Oh, I forgot that. Arnim, Arnim Zola was there? Yeah, he was in the prison with him. Oh, wow. I totally I totally forget forget that. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to go back and look at that. That's cool. Because, I, 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 you know, Arnim Zola has to defect to America, and then he is he is the Hydra for He is part of the Hydra force at the very beginning... Yeah, he was one of the one of the scientists. So, but other than that, I think we will get other agents, or maybe even get a chance to see him start the process of turning agents to Hydra. Or I don't know. We we still don't really have a good idea of how that uh, conspiracy was so widespread. <laughs> we saw how they did it with Ward, and we know how Arnim Zola entered. But we really don't know much else. Yeah, we don't know what other seeds have been planted. Right. Because it got to the point to where it was a, a very large part of S.H.I.E.L.D., like a big part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Absolutely. in the Winter Soldier. So there's a lot to be done there. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah. To so, get that going like that. For sure. So uh, I thought, um, speaking sorry. of, I was thinking about the fact that Howard Stark is a big part of starting uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't say Hydra. Starting up S.H.I.E.L.D. And... Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting how he does so well with bad guys. I really love with man when Manfredi came in with Jarvis at gunpoint, and then him and him and uh, Howard just hugged it out and they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. <laughs> Let him put down the condiment. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought honestly before they did that whole like, hey, we're old friends, it's whatever. Before that happened, I was like, okay, so he's gonna eat something with the with the mustard on it. And then sit down and have a conversation with the guy while at gunpoint. That's so Howard Stark. Yeah, but then he—he's <laughs> an old friend. Like that's also pretty Howard Stark. Yeah, it was real Howard Stark. I liked it. It was a very Howard Stark. And you know, I liked Howard Stark being back. Like, why can't Howard Stark just be around? Like, keep him around for the whole series. Having him in there doing all of the the silly pseudoscience stuff. Like him and Samberly working together was great, and and Wilkes being there, like when you had, like especially when she said, "I've got three of the brightest or the most radiant minds of science working on this." And they were <laughs> I like, love that. Yeah, you know, I think you can hear their egos growing. <laughs> Would you call the device a rift opener? Rift, the rift generator. Rift generator. That was that was so good. And by the way, it's called rift generator. And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like it. She just manipulates the hell out of those men. It's real good. <laughs> she knows how to play them. She does. So, like, having Howard Stark around is awesome. And we need more of him. Bring him. We want Dominic Cooper. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one, right? Yeah. Brian Bilsma says to us on Facebook, Honestly, kind of an anticlimactic ending to Agent Carter Season 2. Kind of just seemed like what we saw last week in the desert, except we actually got the Zero Matter out of Whitney. I feel like Whitney didn't put up any sort of a fight. She just walks up and gets shot, and that's it. She's portrayed as being so smart, but doesn't at least try to get rid of all the people she knows are trying to stop her. You'd think she would take out Samberly, but no. Just seemed a little rushed and not thought out. That is one of my arguments, is that, like, even the one part that they could have had go wrong, where, like, she takes out Samberly, she doesn't kill Samberly. She doesn't take out He fainted. He's like, yeah. no, I didn't faint. I did. I, I fainted. <laughs> like that was really funny. I will say, I don't know. 
Uh, while Whitney is ruthless and she'll do whatever she has to get what she wants, she hasn't really shown herself to be very violent or murderous for the sake of being murderous. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She actually seems like a pretty logical person most of the time. Uh, even when she shot um, Anna. Anna, yes. She didn't do it out of a vengeance or like just to hurt Aunt Anna. She shot Anna because she needed, she needed, a, distraction. She needed a distraction. Yeah. So I think she would have killed Samberly maybe if he didn't faint. Fainting might be the thing that saved his life. <laughs> she was probably like had that had black goo heading toward him and he fell over and she's like Oh well, okay. Whatever, I guess I would <laughs> And then she didn't take out the X ray generator. Like there was this big shtick about the X ray generator hold, like blasting it with X rays, holding back the zero matter. And she didn't take that out. She didn't know that, though. That's true, but... She wasn't there. Maybe she could have deduced it, but we don't know if she knew their design for an x-ray generator or whatever. Like, she doesn't know for sure. Um, I don't know. There's just so many things that were just kind of nitpicky wrong with that scene. And then the rest of the show was great. The rest of the show was great. I just feel like she just... As he said, she didn't put up a fight. She walked right in and just gets hit in the back. Uh, he said while I'm sounding down on while I'm sounding down on this season, I really hope they don't cancel Agent Carter. They left a few unanswered questions, mostly who just straight up killed Thompson. Also, <laughs> what was the pin/key supposed to open? Ooh, yeah, I'm real That is a that. good question. Uh, just seemed like they glossed over it, almost like let's just get to that next season. Also, I feel like the writers want to transform the Arena Club into something bigger. They wouldn't give it a logo similar to the Distant Star Return logo, without wanting to do something with it. I'm with you guys. I just want the link from the one-shot to this show. It's really bugging me. <laughs> anyway, we finally have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back next week. Also, just listen to the Deadpool podcast and just wanted to mention, you guys were talking about no mention to be Arthur. There was one nod to her when Wade and Vanessa are at the arcade getting their prizes. Wade is wearing a shirt with B. Arthur on it. Didn't notice it until my second watch. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't notice it at all. I didn't either. That's great. And yeah, I think that uh, yeah, the Distant Star Return logo definitely seems like it's going to tie in to the Arena Club logo, but we'll have to they see. They look so similar. They do. They do. And the key, the key is intriguing. Like, I'm glad that the, that they have something set up to go back to next season, but like... I could have dealt with a little bit more, like, what is this for? Let's research it a little bit. Like, show me her trying to figure out what it's for. Yeah, for sure. And, like, maybe make a little bit of a breakthrough, like, oh, wow, and then cut out. Like, make me interested in it. Don't gloss over and go, oh, that's a neat trinket that I have for later and can figure out in season six, you know? Like, I don't, don't do that. Don't do that at all. Speaking of the one-shot... Was she working in New York in the one shot? It looked like it. I thought so, but I haven't seen it. But I'm not sure that that was confirmed. Okay. It just looked like she was in New York, uh, and then she gets call a call from L.A. to come oh, out and yeah. be a part of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, I'm, so I'm somewhat curious if she was in New York in the one shot, and now she's already moved to... L.A., I wonder if that's Well, she's a taking more now. vacation. That's true. She is just staying what was longer. Said. So, I wonder... And she's kissing on Sousa. And she's kissing Sousa's face. Yeah, kiss him in the mouth. <laughs> uh, 
we we've been we've been rooting for rooting we've been, for that we've one been for pulling for Souza pretty yeah. hard. Oh yeah, finally got some. If, he got there. He got some kissing. He got some kissing. He got the most that he could get on on screen. <laughs> this isn't Jessica Jones after all. <laughs> It would be horrible for him if it was Jessica Jones. <laughs> so anyway, Nathaniel Muzzy hits us again on Facebook saying, Just finished season two of Agent Carter, and overall I enjoyed the series, but in my opinion it drug out just a bit. Certain elements could have been cut down and not changed the story much, uh, which got me wondering, what if instead of a whole series, they cut the next series into a two to three part TV movie? The plot would be tighter, actors with other jobs like Dominic Cooper could be more involved, and they could market it as a TV event. It would also clear a hole for new shows like Marvel's Most Wanted to fill the winter gap. Uh, the one thing I don't want is the cliffhanger cliffhanger to go unresolved. Uh, Variety seems to be supporting the show's renewal. Hopefully ABC listens. Yeah. I... The, the, it, the good thing about this being the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that if they if something happens here and we lose Agent Carter, which I'm, I would not want, especially, as he said, I hate unresolved cliffhangers. Yeah. Um, we do have the ability to have some sort of, like, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode to, like, have a flashback to tell the story or something, like, wrap up Agent Carter. Yeah. You know, there is that, like... That possibility. Yeah, we could we could use any other thing to go back and tell the, yeah, the could, quick story. Could show up in a movie. Could show up in anything. Yep. And like you know, I mean, have could, that backstory. They could tell her backstory in Agent Carter, like as a or not Agent Carter. God, in Civil War, right? Because uh-huh. there's rumors that she's like it's her funeral that's coming up because she is getting yeah. very old. But something like Who Killed Thompson's probably not going to show up in Civil War. But yeah. well, like they could they flash could back her life. That. You know, yeah, it just would be kind of out of nowhere for someone who's never watched Agent Carter to be watching Civil War and be like, "Who's that guy? Oh, so that's who killed him." Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I do think it would be possible to do that in an Agents of Shield episode. Yeah. I, there is, there yeah. is, there is um, interesting things that have been done like that in the past. Like uh, recently, Arrow, even though Constantine was canceled, uh, Arrow had an episode where they had a. Uh, Constantine show up, you know, yeah, yeah. continuing a story of a canceled show. It's like not, it's the thing that's been done now. Uh, they did that in the X-Files universe a couple of times where I uh, see this is, this is more Dave C. Robertson from the DC on screen cast territory, but I believe there was a show called millennium that appeared in the, in the X-Files universe. Okay. And there was also a show called lone gunman. Okay. That appeared in the X-Files universe. And apparently millennium got canceled and it was like, it was it was really sad because it had a really big building story. Yeah, and then they brought him, the character from Millennium onto Lone Gunman to like wrap up his story since they never got to on the show. Stuff like that can be done these days. You yeah, know? Um, they could <laughs> they could do that in a lot of ways with the Marvel movie. So I think we will find out the answers, even if uh, even if they do end up canceling it for whatever reason. Yeah, I sure hope yeah. they don't. But I think I. Well, I'll I'd, be mad if they let it let say it's, on a cliffhanger. If, if they don't renew it, because at this point it wouldn't technically be canceling it. It would just it's be not renewing thing. it. It's the same thing. Okay. Okay. And uh, Hanson Chen says to us, from China, because we, we've got one in Israel, and our man in the field there. We got our man in the field in Brooklyn. We got our yeah. man in the field in China. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's doing great. Anyway, like it. 
Hanson Chen says to us, Hey guys, so sad that Agent Carter S2 ended. Uh, very exciting and interesting season, even though the finale was a little bit disappointing because I was expecting another fight between Peggy and Whitney Frost. Cannot believe Whitney just got beaten like that! Exclamation <laughs> mark times three. Sounds like everyone's feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But still, love the, love the show so much. I uh, saw a post today said ABC had already decided to cancel Agent Carter. I hope that's not true. And also, good luck with your losing weight plan, Smile Emoticon. Thank you. Thank you, Hanson. Thank you. We're trying hard over here. I am. I'm getting ripped. Yeah? It's hard to lift anything with my hand, hand being broken. It's hand still a still... Little, little rough, but... I think I'm going to be able to get back to it next week. Sweet. I'm thinking about getting a, a gym membership this week. Do it. Thinking about it. I'm, I've, been, I've been doing the diet pretty hard this month, but I'm feeling... Uh, you're going to have to get ripped if you're going to be Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. Did you see how rippling, just man muscle that man is? Yeah, I figured you just spray paint those on. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even airbrush, just spray paint. Yeah, like, just black fleshed. spray paint right across <laughs> six, six lines of black spray paint. <laughs> Just make, just make like a one quick hash mark on your on your stomach. Speaking, just just a hashtag, like a big hashtag. It's like, why are there three rows of abs? I'm confused. Oh, he's got nine abdominal muscles. That's intense. <laughs> it's a nine pack, brother. Um, speaking about Hanson's feedback here, we totally agree. Whitney Frost and Carter should have fought. It just should have happened. Yeah, right? that's just the culmination that we should have seen. Yeah, or at what least someone. It, what you know? it made it so compelling at the end of the last season is that you have her fighting against uh, evil her. Yeah, Dottie. <laughs> God, I, can't, I cannot remember her name. You you have her fighting against Dottie Underwood, and like they're fairly evenly matched and they have yeah. a big fight going on and she's trying to stop faust and like Dottie is fighting like there's a lot going on there with that big fight like there could have been something rather than just like let the science bros figure out a thing to zap the powers out of the like what what <laughs> yeah it was real lame that there was no fight. We just never got to see Dottie see see even what Dottie could do. You know, or not Dottie. I'm sorry, Whitney. We knew we never all got... about what Dottie could do. <laughs> I really like the return of Dottie this season. And I also think that it's definitely possible for them to have a return of Whitney next season. Um, like, yeah. she's still a smart lady. She If she gets her head back together a little bit or stays crazy, whatever, she might just... Uh, if she stays crazy and then gets broken out of that place mm-hmm. to go be with Stay Man Freddy. Stay by Man Freddy. And, yeah. then, and then she has the intelligence to open a rift again. Yeah. To create a rift generator again. Yeah. Yeah. Could 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 be that's all that she would need to do. Um, And, like, if she collected her notes and she doesn't pay attention to the mark that Sousa made, because he turned his six into an eight, and he's like, that should keep her occupied for a little bit. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And, like, if she doesn't pay I attention to that... I was sad that that never came into play. Right, right. Like, oh my... There's so much that just could have happened with that. I was a really... I mean, it was a funny little thing. Like, even if... I don't know that that needed to come into play or whatever, but it was it was definitely, like, a funny a funny thing. That's yeah. all, I guess that's all it needed to be. But... There's so much that could have happened with that fight or with that that um, that crossing of their paths at right. that time, like that culmination. There's so much could happen there. So, just uh, 
if she goes to build a rift generator again using her notes, doesn't pay attention and sees the the error or doesn't see the error that was that's being made, she could potentially hurt herself a lot and then be forced to wear a mask and become actually Madame Mask, which would be pretty intense. Yeah. Or if she just is crazy and rips her own face open and needs to wear a mask. <laughs> she just rips her face off. That would also be a possibility. <laughs> I could see that happening. I could. <sighs> so. That would be some dark shit. Yeah, that would uh, that'd be going to a darker place than we have been to most of the... Agent Carter stuff. Agent Carter stuff. Because it's been very lighthearted and... Um, very like forties sciency, you know. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Well, guys, that's really I think it. that wraps up our Agent Carter coverage for this week. We will uh, be back with you next week, and while uh, Agents of Shield returns. Oh man, pretty excited about that. We'll be bouncing back next week. Ha! <laughs> because that's the name that's of the, the episode. Name of the episode, and and it's featuring Yo Yo Rodriguez. Woo! And she's. Super speed, but get some new humans. We get some fresh powers. Start the countdown to Civil War. We get to see uh, Crusher Creel again. Yeah, looks like he's taking powers from a tire to fight against Lincoln's electricity powers. Oh, that's that's cute. That's clever. I like it. Yeah. I guess we'll see you guys next week. Come hang out with us uh, and uh, check us out at mcugas.com if you want to know anything more about us. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Until next time, true believers.